welcome to Meeting Malcolmus, a pavement podcast. Hey, it's JD here, back for another week of robot vacuuming my floor with my fucking brand new robot vacuum. Oh my god, the thing is the coolest, but what am I doing? I am looking to suck up the particles in my floor that are the discography of seminal indie rock band Pavement, looking for that dirty nugget that's going to turn me from a fan to a super mega fan. Oh well, I'm already there, so there's that. This week on the pod, uh, this is not the second last episode. If you're listening right now, this is not the second last episode. This is a special bonus episode where I sit down with uh, Mr. Scott Canberg, uh, a.k.a. Spiral Stairs, and we get into it. Uh, This is our third sit down, and this is my favorite of the three. He dropped some scoop bombs on us. We got some scoops on Terror Twilight, so if you're paying attention, listen to those and mark your calendar because business is about to pick up. Let's listen to Whalebones now before we go into the interview. This is Scott Camberg, Spiral Stairs on Meeting Malcolmus, a pavement podcast. Driving the whale bones home Driving the whale bones 
I was doing one of these a couple of weeks ago with somebody for, I have a Saturday Night Live podcast too. Oh, wow. And uh, he's a writer for Entertainment Weekly. And we had about eight minutes in and he was just waxing poetic, you know, about Norm MacDonald. And mm. it was so great. And then I looked down and it wasn't <clears throat> recording. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. So I assume I just, I, I just send you the file or something, right? Or. Yeah, yeah. Whatever there'll be one. There'll be one for each of us. It's uh, like a separate file for each of us. Okay. Well, that it makes it in wave. Yeah. Well, that makes it really easy because the way I've done it before is I just I use my microphone and like I just put it into Logic and and then I have to send the file to the people and yeah, it's kind of sometimes it 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 doesn't record everything and but this looks nice. Okay. Yeah. We're talking. Yeah. How you been? It's been a it's been a while again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of changes. Yeah, yeah. You, it's, I mean, it's when I last spoke, you, you were just getting ready to go to Australia. Oh shit! So that's that's over a year and a half, almost two years. Yeah. Okay. So that uh, that project <laughs> has been has been uh, <laughs> ejected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that is a. That's about a 10-hour story there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys you guys were pretty locked down pretty hard in Canada as well, so uh yeah. I can understand uh you could probably understand how it was pretty crazy there. But you got I mean, I understandably there, you guys had thousands and thousands of cases. We Australia had like two cases and they decided to lock down for 4 months. Wow. Um, yeah, and that and that meant like not they wouldn't let you leave your house more than five k's, you know, or you get fined. And so listen you dropping, listen to you dropping kilometers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I was I had to get used to that and driving on the other side of the road and uh, yeah, pies and uh, well, you know, it was the Commonwealth, so we're very, you know. We both love the Queen, and uh, you know, celebrate her very existence every fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> now it was it, it actually was good. We um, besides the you know like the hotel prison quarantine we had to go into, and we actually had got to uh, my kid got to actually go to school for about four months. Um, in Queensland. And then, uh, and then we finally moved to, uh, Melbourne and she got to go to school for about four, four or five months. And, um, before they really locked everything down. So we kind of had, it was pretty good. You know, my wife had a, a, a good job and, you know, I got to kind of, I got to do a lot of stuff with some guys, some friends that have wineries and restaurants down there. And, and, uh, but basically I just, uh, tried to finish my record the best I could. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of shit happened in the, in the meantime in trying to do that. So, well, let's talk about the record. Yeah. Cause you've, you've come back and, um, you're, you're stateside now mm -hmm. in California again, and it's, uh, you wrapped it up in California. <laughs> Or you yeah. are in the process of wrapping it it's, up? It's probably the last song is being mixed today. It um, 
How's that feel? Yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Uh, um, but yeah, getting to this point has been has been a long, <laughs> a long process. You know, it's uh, yeah, yeah, it was um, once I got here and we we actually got into the studio and and uh, kind of fine tuned everything that I had been recording for the last year. Um, it just it went pretty quick. And, um, and all the kind of pieces fell together. I got some, some of the same guys that played on my last record to kind of come in and. Oh, that's but, cool. Yeah. But before, yeah, before that it was, you know, uh, my bass player died in the middle of it and, um, you know, COVID ha- COVID was going on. So like I had to like record remotely. Uh, I had to wake up at like four in the morning and, and the guys would, uh, sit in the studio in LA and, and I just kind of guide them through, through the tracks and, and, uh, and then I just overdubbed everything from, uh, from my in-laws, um, study. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Well, condolences for sure in terms of, um, oh, his name yeah. is slipping, his name is Matt, slipping my mind right now. And that, Matt, Matt Harris. That. Yeah. Matt Harris. Yeah. He was, he was my bass player from day one, really, and 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 a friend, and uh, yeah, it was quite a quite a shock to uh, you know. He was actually just finishing up his last uh, bass tracks when um, when they found him. So uh, yeah, it was pretty sad, but it it kind of turned the record into another uh, into a whole another direction, and um, yeah, another. Another sad yet happy spiral record. <laughs> is is it is it gonna be a spiral stairs record then? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We never know. You got you've got a few things that you uh you know dabble uh, in. Yeah, I know, but I just it's easier just to to do that. It it feels sure. more feels more like a spiral record than although some of the songs are very like you know, the first song kind of really reminds me of a Preston School of Industry song and um, or a pavement song almost, you know, like it kind of, uh, kind of goes through my whole past and future. I don't know. You'll see. Yeah. So what, what are, what are we looking at in terms of landing it? Uh, I'm not sure. I just, yeah, I got to, uh, get the final, final song mixed. And then there's a few, uh, tweaks to that. And then we got to master it. So, uh, early, early next year, I'll kind of have something ready to put out there. Um, unfortunately with the vinyl delays, it's just the vinyl is going to take a long time to arrive, but I think I'll just release it digitally before that. And, and, uh, hopefully in time for the pavement tour, the vinyl will be ready so I can sell, sell some of those. And yeah, I wanted to put out, uh, a 20th anniversary of the um, first Preston school record, all this sounds gas, but uh, I've uh, I ended up bringing all the archives back with me from Australia. So that still might come out at some point. Uh, huh. That would be a, that would be a fun get. Do you have yeah. lots of, do you have lots of goodies on that one? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Lots of outtakes and, I, I mean, I put a, like a digital thing on Bandcamp of a 
bunch of b-sides and stuff that i did but there's i was just looking through the tapes the other day and there's a lot of outtakes and different takes and some cool stuff and then there's all there's a <clears throat> there's a thing that i call the crooked reign of terror uh cd okay. <laughs> it was uh i'm intrigued yeah it was it was my um kind of right after terror twilight or during terror twilight i started kind of writing all these songs and uh so i have this i have about an hour's worth of of demos and some of it is most of it is like kind of from all this sounds gas but uh but um but there's tons of other songs that have never been released and and there it's kind of kind of interesting really uh really raw kind of demos and so I think I'm going to try to get that out at some point as well. Oh, that would be very cool. Yeah. I mean, especially with, I mean, you know, we can talk about it now, the the reissue. Yeah. Um, especially with that coming about, there's going to be lots of people looking for Terror Twilight goodies. And if you've got, you know, if there are like a handful of spiral songs out there that could have wound up on Terror Twilight. <laughs> yeah. You know? There was a few. There in was a, a few. In a, in a different reality, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think like, I think I had like whale bones and I had like encyclopedic knowledge. And I think I had a few others that were kind of hanging around, but the, th the thing with terror is we just never got a chance. It was such a stressful time to record that we just never, we never got to that point to, um, to get there. Whereas in the past, it was always like, yeah, okay, let's do Scott songs. And um, Terror was like, nope, nope, no time. Time's money. We gotta, we gotta get it done. <laughs> so, like, I mean, who's that saying that? Oh, I, I don't. I think it was just more. Without, of, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's a terrible question. I'm sorry. It was just more of the. <laughs> it was more of the. I wrote like a big essay for the uh, for the Terror Twilight box set um that's coming out so um it kind of explains a lot in there of kind of what what the recording process was like but just to give you a sneak peek i mean it was basically we had we had done like you know we tried to record the record like three times and um you know in the past pavement could always kind of pull it off and um but for some reason this time it just wasn't working and and so I think every, there was kind of like a little bit of a stress on everybody to try to make it work. And, and by the time we actually got it going and made it work, it just, we just kind of stayed with the songs we had and we wanted to make those great. And, um, and that's why it kind of came out that way. Wild. Yeah. 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 It's funny, you know, like, cause I mean, all bands are pretty much the same, right? I was just watching the Beatles sing in a get back right. movie. And, uh, yeah, I just, you, you see similarities between pavement and the Beatles there. Like, you know, not obviously songwriting and stuff, but like <laughs> just band dynamics and, um, and, uh, and you just remember that, you know, like all bands are the same <laughs> when it gets down, when it gets into those, those, into interpersonal relationships and, and when you know somebody for so long and 
and uh, and you get older and things go different ways, you know? Yeah. I mean, I have an interesting relationship with the record because, uh, you know, it was the first record I heard, right? Like I, I, like I came very late to the band. It was the first record I heard and I immediately ordered, um, slanted and bright in the corners. Like, you know, like just, I had to have more of this band and you know, those records are so very different. Yeah. So very different that, you know, Bright in the Corners, I think Bright in the Corners is my favorite pavement record, I think. Uh, yeah. So I have this interesting relationship with it. And and I didn't know that it wasn't, you know, sort of a complete pavement record when I first heard it. But, you know, as I've as I've gotten older and understood, you know, like the band and the way the band is and how you guys do things. Yeah, it feels like it's it definitely feels like it's it's missing something, you know? Oh, I don't know. I don't I don't know if I agree with that. I I feel I feel like it's a completely a pavement record. Um, you know, it's just uh it just has this kind of I don't know, it just kind of has a little maybe a little more of a production value to it than a little more um, you know, click track going on. Okay. Um you know, it just, it, it feels, kind of feels a little bit um, mechanical almost. Um, gotcha. But then, I don't know, but the songs are still weird, you know? Like, it's, it's, yeah. uh, it still kind of has that pavement uh, sense of humor. But maybe because it's the last one and, and we broke up right after it, maybe it just, it has that kind of aura to it. There's definitely aura around that record, <laughs> and the fact that you, the the fact that you guys have held back on the reissue, you know, like it was like clockwork. So again, I I come into the band late, and right away I'm gifted like so. I get into the band in '99, and in 2002 I get gifted the uh, slanted box set, right? Like you know, like the the reissue, and then in 2004 crooked rain and then 2006 wowie and then 2008 and i'm waiting in 2010 <laughs> i've been waiting <laughs> i've been waiting for 11 years for this thing so talk about aura Gosh. like do we have a do we have a ballpark date is it gonna is it gonna correspond with the tour or can you talk january, about that you will know you will find out everything on january 11th whoa you heard yeah. it here first <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. And uh, yeah, it's, I think it's, I think people will be happy. I mean, originally, you know, originally we didn't, we kind of started the process of doing a reissue um, probably in 2009, maybe. Right. And yeah, there just wasn't really any, um, uh, the stuff we had really wasn't that good, you know, like, uh, um, the, our, our label Matador just kind of came back and says, well, is there anything else? And <laughs> we're like, not really. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the territory was all about. You know, it's like, it's just the songs. And so we kind of shelved it for, yeah, obviously it's taken a long time. Uh, I think we wanted it out a lot earlier than this, but, but yeah, we found, we ended up finding a bunch of kind of cool things that I think people would be interested in. And, 
Um, and, um, you know, we, tr we had another stab at it and, and, uh, Jesper, um, uh, who's kind of helped with our last, all, all of the reissues, um, kind of dug a little deeper with, with Malcolmus and, and found some stuff and, um, and yeah, I think, I think it's good. I think, uh, I think people who get the vinyl are going to be really excited. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice. Nice play. January 11th. We'll be waiting with bated breath for sure. Yeah. Cool. Um, oh, that's so cool. Uh, I'm grinning ear to ear right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, the, you know, some of the stuff, some of the stuff is, it, it, you know, like, it, I guess if you're really a, a fanatic, you know, of the, of the songs, you'll be pretty happy. And, um, and, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm that way, like my favorite bands, you know, like I want to hear every, every take of like off of Aladdin saying, you know, like if there was any, right. any kind of practice sessions or bootlegs of rehearsals, you know, I like, I'm into that stuff. So, you know, it could be some of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's just neat to hear. So in Canada, we have a band that <laughs> we have a band here, um, the tragically hip that, you know, is sure really established. I mean, they were, they're, they're not a band anymore because the lead singer passed. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, stateside, you know, they never really broke, uh, but they could play stadiums here. They could yeah. play, a st they could, they could sell a hundred thousand seat stadium in Canada if there was one. Yeah. Um, you know, and they never broke anywhere else. And uh, they recently released something from 1993, uh, from their 1993 sessions. And it was so weird to hear, because they were like more like a bar band in 93. Sure. And it's so weird to hear this uh, familiar unfamiliarity, you know? And I think sure. that's something that we all dig as music fans, yeah. to hear our favorite bands playing something that we're so familiar with, but they're playing it in a different way. You know, yeah, yeah, and it yeah. catches us by surprise. It's yeah. really rewarding and oh, so great. Well, hopefully, hopefully this will do it. Um, yeah, we have a we always laugh. Matador always kind of tells us about the you know. There's there's kind of these people that have been complaining for 15 years <laughs> about no Terra Twilight uh, reissue. Like when every time we announce to do something, that there's always like about 10 of these people, where's the terror twilight thing. And, uh, <laughs> Oh, so they're going to, well, maybe, hopefully they'll be happy. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> so are you, um, how are you feeling about going back on the road next year? Yeah, pretty excited. Pretty excited. I mean, that. you know, this is, we were, we were pretty excited in 2020s. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so <laughs> I guess so. But it's it's nice because in 2020, those uh, the Primavera shows were going to be the only shows, and then we were planning to do like a real tour the next year. Okay. But um, because of everything being delayed, we just decided to do everything together, and um, so that's I think that's a much better fit for everyone. 
Oh, I think it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. I'm so looking forward to the autumn. You know? And it's it's insane what uh, you know what the uh, response has been so far. I mean, oh, that makes me so. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. That's mo- so- most of the shows have been, are close to selling out and or sold out, and uh, except for Germany, Germany's we're a little slow in Germany. Oh, that's uh, weird. I guess I guess they're really. Um, They've got a lot of COVID sort of uh, baggage that they're carrying right now. Maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that's uh, how among, I among other among other baggage. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I got some baggage. Yeah, as a <laughs> as a nation. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're we're really uh, we're really excited, and you've got some interesting venues. I know in Toronto, have you guys? You guys never played Massey Hall or before, right? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. Massey Hall is like. So it just opened up after, like, talk about serendipitous. They closed three years ago for renovations. Like, it's hundred, oh. it's a hundred years old, right? Wow. wow! So they closed for three years of renos, and they missed all this COVID downturn. Wow! And they just reopened the other night with I, I don't know. Do you know Gordon Lightfoot? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Of course, you know Gordon Lightfoot. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you never know with Canadian with Canadian artists, right? You just yeah. never know. So, um, yeah, he opened. He opened it. He opened it after uh, after the renovations. He was the first act to play at Massey Hall. Was Gordon Lightfoot? And um, I don't know. It'd be pretty cool to hear Pavement do Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald next fall. <laughs> <next> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Malcolmus used to always play that song. I think it was one of the. Uh, I think when he first started learning guitar, he would he would play that all the time. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I remember I remember hearing him play that a lot. So he probably still knows it. Well, he could probably he could probably just learn it in a minute. It's so good, anyway. So. <laughs> so any um, are there any dates that like uh, stick out for you as like high, like potential highlights, like things that uh, any <clears throat> dates that you're looking more forward to than? Of course, you're looking forward to hitting every city and seeing every fan. I know that, but I just wonder <laughs> if there are any that sort of stick out right now that you're sort of excited about. Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, pretty excited about all of them. And really, I mean, it's, I mean, there's some venues in Europe that we're playing that seem to be pretty epic. Like the Le Grand Rex in Paris is supposed to be a great, a great place to play. Oh, we're man. also playing in this little town, in the west of uh, um, Denmark, called Aarhus, really, and it's uh, I think it's the smallest capacity show we're playing. I think it's only about five hundred capacity, and but this town is incredible. It's like a super hip art town. Uh, there must be like a, a famous Danish university there or something. I don't know, but they've got this great art museum and. And there's oh, awesome cool. art all over the place. So I'm excited about that. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, of course, Toronto is going to be great. But then I just heard that uh, my buddies in Broken Social Scene are playing a show in L.A. that weekend. Oh. So <laughs> I'm like, guys. That would have been cool to have them there. Yeah, I thought that was the plan. They they kept telling me, like, we're going to – we got to play some shows together. And, and Do you have – do you have um, – uh, lines out on on supporting acts at this point no. like is that is that something that comes up more close to the event usually or yeah i think a couple of the guys have put out uh bands for consideration 
But um, I don't think that gets sorted out for another couple months. Well, allow me to allow me to add one. Okay. Um, when you're in uh, Europe, uh, Marchica is the name of the band. They're out of Spain, and their record just came out. It's called Pedestrian Crossing, like pedestrian P P E D X R X I N G Crossing, and uh, the song is Biloxi Shuffle. Yeah, send it to me. Yeah, for sure. We're not 
we're only playing in at the festivals there. So right. But, um, but, uh, yeah, I'd love to hear the new stuff. Yeah. It's good stuff. So I got some questions on Twitter. Can I ask you some oh. questions from, okay. From your, uh, yeah. fan base here. Are you, how far are you on the, on the podcast now? I got two I've, left. I've kind of, I got two you, left. Two songs left. Wow. Two, yeah. It's, uh, crazy. Uh, carrot rope. And oh my gosh, I can't think of what's before carrot rope. Uh, ah. yeah, I can't it's going <laughs> to, but I'm going to wrap it up on the 17th. I'm going to wrap it up on the 17th of, of January to coincide with, uh, the anniversary of Slay tracks. Oh, okay. So that'll be the thirty third anniversary of Slight Tracks. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's that's a trip, that's, right? That is a trip. Yeah, I just lo- I just one thing I did in Australia was um, I finally went through all my record collection and archived it all or alphabetized it. Oh my but, god, that must have been but, a task. But I've been trying to do it for twenty years, <laughs> and uh, because we were locked down, I was like, all right, I'm going to. I'm going to archive all the pavement stuff. And so I went through all my archive, all my records, all my memorabilia, all my photos. And so I archived all that. And then I thought, oh, you know what? I haven't, we have, we don't really have a very good tour archive. So I went and figured out every single show we played. What? Yeah, it wasn't easy. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> it wasn't easy. Then I went you did and did have the, time in your hands. Then I went and did PSOI and Spiral. That that was a lot easier cuz my memory kind of goes back to only a few years, but um <laughs> the uh pavement stuff was crazy. It was uh yeah, it was very uh therapeutic to to do it and um so yeah, eventually I'll put that up on the internet. And uh but but it Anyway, back to the sleigh tracks. Sounds like, I used, a, sounds like a coffee table book, Spiral. Yeah, uh, that could be that could be coming out too. Uh, but uh, yeah, back to sleigh tracks. I uh, I used to have you know like I used to there was a thousand that we made right right and I'm uh, oh, sorry let me just turn this off. Um, Kelly Stoltz is calling me. Oh, that's weird. Um, he must. Uh, he must want a, a copy of Slay Tracks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we had, yeah, we had like a thousand of them. And I remember, you know, I've always had a stash of about 50 and uh, for the last 33 years. And uh, I went and checked, checked when I was archiving. I, I found out I only have about 20 left. Oh, my God. I know. And I gave away number one. I don't know who I gave it to. So, did I send it to you? No. Oh my oh. God. No, that would be. <laughs> I, I would. I would die. <laughs> I've got one, but I've got it yeah. in a frame now, so it's oh, like I don't okay. even know what um, what number it is because it's on the back. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well. Where is it so, on the front? Yeah, thirty-three years. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And uh, it's still on the road. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'll be that'll probably be the first uh, like when we when we rehearsed for the 2010 tour, Malcolmus came uh, came in and turned on his guitar, turned on his amp, 
come in and just started. He just started. He just played. You're killing me. And then he <laughs> and then he played uh, whatever the second one is. Then he played the third one. And then we went to J, Demolition Plot J Seven. He's played all that. And then, <laughs> and then it was like, well, wait a minute. We haven't played that song in 25 years. Like, what are we doing? You just kept playing. So maybe it'll be that way this time. <laughs> oh, there's definitely like tons of uh, Reddit speculation and you know that kind of stuff about what the set list will, yeah. you know, look like. the the big The big thing is is will uh, harness your hopes appear on the set list because that yeah. song has taken up you know this this life of its own. Yeah, I have. I uh, we've been we've we've been getting the updates from Matador on how how that song is so big. So. Yeah, I don't think we played that the last on the reunion tour, last reunion tour. So we probably will play it because it's 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 a pretty fun song to play. Uh, pretty, and it's not that hard to play either. So uh, I'll have to uh, I'll have to go on the internet and find some tutorial. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Okay, I've got. Uh, let's see the first the first question is from Marchica. Did he listen to the song I sent him in the DM on Instagram? That's what we just talked about. So oh, okay. we'll forget about that. Um, <laughs> uh, we've sort of covered this too. Uh, this is from Stop Motion Cycle. Uh, were there any of his songs he wished appeared on Terror Twilight? And you were saying Whale Bones was ready. Like, basically. Yeah. Were there- I mean, we could have. We could have. Uh, if we had more time. We right. we could have we could have done a we could have done a few but um, you know they weren't really that ready I mean but that's just the way we always recorded gotcha you know we just kind of sorted it out at the on the spot so um, yeah no okay um, whoops fingers aren't working here <laughs> oh okay so here's a controversial one. Am I allowed to ask you a controversial one? Sure. Okay. What did he think of the Godrich track ordering of Terror Twilight, and why didn't they use that? <clears throat> well. That's from Keith Noddinson. Yeah. I mean, I don't. if I'm trying to remem- remember back at that time, uh, it was probably – I don't know. I mean, I always kind of made up the track order. Yeah. And I always felt like I always kind of had a good handle on that. And, you know, his his order just, it just wasn't really, I don't know, it just didn't feel quite right to me, you know? It wasn't that I was, you know, I had this ego of wanting to do the track order. It just, it just didn't really... It, at the time, I don't think it really felt like the right way. You know, like Spit on a Stranger to me was the perfect opener. Yeah. And I think he had like Ground Beef Art or something or uh, whatever that's called on the record. Um, um, oh, shit. I've got it here. But um, that uh, that could maybe see the light of day one day. Hint, hint. Oh my God! Holy Jesus! <laughs> I I really like I I went back and listened 
listen to Nigel's order uh, about 10 years ago, maybe. And I really like it. I really think it was, I think it's, maybe I just wasn't ready for it, you know? And It's different. And I, it's, it's different, so, it's for different. sure. And uh, I can see why he kind of wanted it that way. I mean, he was, he was into the, like the, you know, the Radiohead kind of thematic kind of this song goes into this song and that, you know, that kind of goes there. And yeah, it totally makes sense from that point of view, but yeah, at the time it just didn't feel right. And yeah. Well, I like what we, I like what we got, but I did, I did uh, listen to it the Goddard way earlier this year. Mm -hmm. And there's one segment that I think works really well together, but the rest of it, I like your, I, I like, so I would say more than two thirds of it. I like your way better, but there's one section and it's the middle. It's the bottom of the middle third speaking baseball talk to you. Oh my God. Yeah. Las Vegas, by the way, what do you think about that? What do you mean? Uh, for the A's it? for the A's. Did they already announce it? Well, they haven't announced it, but it uh, looks like it, it seems like it's, uh, like fate uh, it's, that's if that happens that's the last baseball game i ever watch yeah it's so weird man yeah i don't i don't i totally understand it but it's it's uh it's pretty it's it's just what's wrong with baseball yeah well there's a lot wrong yeah um that, that would, it would crush me but we'll see <laughs> so here's one for you this comes from this is a this is a okay. Here's a stretch for your testing your memory here. This comes from Andrea Zavri, Zavari, and she says, "Does Spiral remember the time that I saw him and told him that I went to see him instead of Kim Gordon? But it was a really hard choice." He said he didn't even know that Kim Gordon was playing that night. <laughs> <laughs> what what city is this? Uh doesn't, she doesn't say what city. Okay. So that, that makes it really difficult, you know. So apparently, oh. apparently one night you played the same as uh as uh Kim Sure, Gordon. I yeah, I totally remember that night, yeah. <laughs> you have a tattoo of it, right? But yeah, but you know what? Thank you for coming to see me. Yeah, that's cool. That's great. I mean, you probably I like Kim. I think she's great. Oh, it's pretty cool, right? Yep. Um, I don't know. This seems strange, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh, Northwest Arm says, who was it who said the world was mania, divorces, and spare change? That's a lyric in... Divorces and spare change. Is that a Malcolmist lyric? It's a Malcolmist lyric. Yeah, it's in. It's on Terror Twilight. I can't think oh. of the song right now, though. Oh, you are a light. Oh, sure. Yeah. I, <laughs> <clears throat> All right. I like that. I I really like that song. That was one of my favorites. On That's the my favorite on the record. That's yeah. my total favorite. Yeah. Yeah, we would. That was fun to play. Um. Yeah, hopefully we'll we'll revisit some of the Terror Twilight songs. Again, yeah. um, I mean, we didn't really do, I think all we played was Spit on a Stranger on our last tour, so it would be nice to play some of those. Well, the Hex, we played that, but, but um, yeah, cool. 
you are a light. And and I like and don't cry. That was that was my other favorite. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a sucker for the record. I I I I like it. Cool. <laughs> it's just I have a different perspective on it now. I suppose. Well, that is um, all I had sort of prepared. So okay. I don't want to I don't want to take any more of your time than you know is necessary. But uh, no worries. Thanks so much. All right, JD. Is that it? That's that's all I got for you. Yeah. Okay, man. Uh, good luck on those last two songs, and uh, what are you going to do after that? Uh, just <laughs> I don't know. sponsoring us at meetingmalchemist.com. And hey, I'm social. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Meeting Malchemist.